Hey guys, I'm Nikki and I'm Gabby and we're the opposite twins. And even though we are twins and we like to always say that in the beginning of every episode, there is definitely a dark side that comes with being a twin and that's what we're going to talk about today. The the part that kind of really affected us growing up and we actually never have talked about this on YouTube before. Yeah, so basically when Nikki and I were growing up in elementary school together, Nikki was a lot more academic than me and I was titled the dumb twin. Nikki was titled the smart twin and it was a lot, you know, growing up literally sharing everything with somebody and everything being exactly the same except for the letter circled on a piece of paper on a test on a homework assignment and although Nikki and I applied ourselves in very different ways we had different learning we had different skills and it school basically doesn't determine your IQ we've learned that as adults it was a challenge and I think it definitely isn't talked about. I'm sure like there's a lot of pinning going on in households. I'm sure if you're watching this and you're in like high school or elementary school or middle school, like it's still a thing. Parents will put a certain test on a refrigerator and not put the other test or a report card and not another report card. So we're here going to, we're here to tell you guys about the stories about us literally being opposite twins in the, in the classroom, sister versus sister, literally growing up. Let's like start from the beginning. We have two dentist parents very smart parents, very, very smart. Our mom was valedictorian of her class. Our dad went to Notre Dame University, like which is really hard to get into. And all his siblings went to really big schools. They're attorneys, CEOs, very prestigious shoes that we had to fill. Our older sister, Alex, very, very smart, was in AP classes. She took after mom, dad. Our little brother, he's so smart. Pre-med, went to Duke. Almost perfect score on SATs. Yeah. It's interesting to hear that I was labeled the smart twin because I wasn't always. I, Me and Gabby growing up always struggled in the classroom. Now that we're older, we know that we have ADHD we were neurodivergent children in a neurotypical classroom and it makes a lot of sense why we really struggled. I think what happened was I learned what masking was and I really had this realization growing up that I either have to accept being dumb or I have to throw myself and truly like kill myself to get good grades. And I chose the like throw myself and kill myself to get good grades. I chose the I give up path. I'm just going to put my energy into something that I'm good at. Gabby had the I'm giving up vibes, but she like really thrived in every other aspect outside of school. Her social life was thriving. She was, you knew how to art. She knew how to be friends with the popular kids. I didn't know. I was a nerd. (laughs) Well, it's not, it wasn't just social. I feel like, um, I really like enjoyed music class and art class and I thrived in art class. Oh my God. Yeah. I like drawing. You were always really good at like drawing. You don't do that anymore. Yes, I do. You do? On Christmas, I was with my friend's family and we played a Pictionary game and they were all like, yeah, Gabby's like really good at like drawing. You're really good at it. I was called dumb along with Gabby. We were kind of meshed together growing up and people called us dumb, the dumb twins. And then when we transferred schools after being bullied, I was like, I'm going to reinvent myself. I am no longer claiming the dumb twin name. Like, we're not dumb. And I kind of wanted you to do this with me, but I feel like 
you didn't have that same, I'm starting over and I'm gonna throw myself into my work. No, no one at this new school knew that we had a dumb past. So I took it on myself to be like, I'm not gonna be dumb anymore. Didn't I get an airhead reputation at this school? Yes. And <laughs> I, but you weren't called dumb at this school. You were called an, a blonde airhead. Now you're blonde. I'm blonde. She no. wasn't blonde at the time. Anyone from like, St. James, I'm They blonde. were like, Gabby needs to be blonde. That's what everybody. It, was, it didn't it didn't hurt my feelings at the school because people were genuinely accepting of like my ditzy moments. Like when I thought airplanes drove on the highway or when I thought intangible was a synonym for shackles <laughs> during like, what was it like vocabulary sparkle or whatever. Well, we got to get into those story times. When I was like so invested in the popular guy in school who gave me some breadcrumbs that had me hanging on for two years. I reinvented myself and I actually did it. I think that's when I realized manifesting. I think at a young age, I was like, I'm not dumb anymore. I'm smart. And I did it. I like curved in seventh grade. I curved my life. And, but this is the thing with ADHD. I didn't know this is what I was doing. I wasn't retaining information in class. I would go home and I would read a, ch a chapter from start to finish that the chapter that we had a test on and I would read it, that chapter twice once in my head and one out loud and then I would take notes the second time I went over it and oh my I god like I would get like an a minus that's reminding me of even though I wasn't applied in school um in elementary and middle school that's how I would do good in in high school I I remember I actually like when push came to shove I had to try in high school because I wanted to get into a good college I wanted to get into college I tried that's how I pulled some b's and c's in high school and got my gpa to a point where I could apply to college. because we didn't retain anything in the classroom mm -mm. but I made that tr like transition in how people were seeing me and I made sure no one was going to think I was dumb anymore. Even if I, I still thought I was dumb. I thought it was like my secret I was hiding, but I was getting good grades. And whenever, oh God, whenever the teachers would like randomly call no. on you. No. Oh, that is social anxiety. No. Like, especially when like you, you have ADHD and you're not a good like classroom. Not able to learner, focus. Not able to focus. Yeah. I was smart when I'd go home and read by myself, but when I was in a classroom, I was dumb. And even if you knew the answer, you would you, like just freeze and not even. You know. know what I would do? You know what, what my little trick was to not look dumb? I would really like pay attention, and whenever the teacher would ask a question that I knew I knew the answer to, I would raise my hand right away so she'd call on me and I knew the answer out loud. I did the same trick so that when so that she way, called it a question that you, that you didn't, didn't know, she, she didn't wouldn't call, call on you because you, because you just participated. I, I did the same thing. <laughs> or when you're reading, when you have to like go sentence by sentence in your desks, reading out loud in a textbook, I would count the how many people, I would count how many people and then the, I'd count the sentences and I'd be like, okay, this is mine. Let me practice this before I read out loud. So I wasn't even listening to what people were reading out loud because I was too busy focusing on, let me reread the sentence I'm going to be saying. So I make sure I don't like stumble or stutter in front of the class. So I feel like, but for some <laughs> reason, I feel like, I don't know what happened though, but for some reason, we went from being blended together at our old school, both of us being dumb, to then all of a sudden people like calling, saying that about you, but not saying that about me. And then it started happening in our household. This sounds so toxic. It probably was. But I think our parents tried motivating Gabby. This was so horrible. But they started hanging up my report card on the fridge and being like, you can hang up. We can hang up yours, too. But you have to try. 
You know I, what? Can I tell you something? That did piss me off. I it worked, it but it didn't make me want to like go ham on the text. It gave it her made more. Me wanna, I want to give up vibes. It made me like, how fuck you? I was like, I'm gonna go draw now. <laughs> you would just draw eyeballs in class. I would draw eyeballs. I draw cubes. <laughs> I'd make a list of plastic surgeries I'm going to get when I'm a millionaire. You would write notes to friends in class. I would pass notes and then the teacher would pick them up and read it in front of the class. I would sell study guides. Teachers would say Gabby likes to gab. I was so bad. I was always in the principal's office. I was always acting up. This is staple like ADHD undiagnosed little girl. <laughs> most most of the time, you know, all the in, at least in our year, the little girls always were very well behaved. And it was like, you know, the occasional like bad little boy in the class that would get in trouble all the time and like go down. to. You the were the only office. girl that was getting in trouble as much as the boys. So even though like we're joking about that time period right now, I remember Claire's day. It wasn't a joke to you at the time. So I want you to kind of like explain to everybody like how that felt when the all of a sudden you were labeled the dumb twin. Mm what was your first memory of being the dumb twin? And my, my first memory was when we were at our original Catholic school from kindergarten to second grade, I always had trouble like participating and getting called on, but I was like pulling in good grades and I was trying and I knew what I was doing. Then mom and dad transferred us to this prep school, private school that was three years ahead of the curriculum and That's I remember, I remember the exact moment where I said to myself, oh my God, I'm dumb. And it was when we got back from recess, the second day of school, the first day of school wasn't really like curriculum stuff. It was just like icebreakers and like making friends. And then the second day of school at this new school, the prep school, it was time to get the books cracking and open them. I remember we got back from recess the line walked into the classroom. We all sat in our seats and I looked at the chalkboard and I see two times two equals. I see like three times five equals four times seven equals. And I'm like, we just learned how to add and subtract. We just learned a complex addition, which was multiple number addition problems. I had no idea even how to like subtract like big numbers. So that's the, that's my exact memory of when I started thinking to myself, oh my gosh, am I dumb? Then the label got put on when I actually really couldn't keep up with the new curriculum. That's when I started feeling dumb as well. But I did have a, a change in the trajectory of how I started to see myself once I did start getting good grades. When I did start getting good grades was seventh grade. But that's also the same time you got that label thrown on you. And I remember seeing you at home upset about it. And I'm now as an adult, I'm asking you, what did that feel like? Because I think, to be honest, I did have the upper hand and I felt bad about it. I felt like I knew I wasn't naturally smart and I knew I had to try to get good grades, but I learned how my brain worked and I knew how to get good grades and I just stayed in a rhythm and that's how I got my grades up. But I saw that you didn't figure that out yet. Was and this it, before we switched schools? This was seventh grade after we switched schools. And I just remember... Like, I'm, I was always rooting for you. I was like, we deserved better. We gave up at our old school. And I saw it as a, as a time for us to start over with our grades and our reputation. And I was like, we got this. We got this. You got this. And I felt like you were so freaking defeated. I remember my first test that I got back in, like, science. My first test after we transferred schools got an A. 
And I, this is so weird. I remember I used like a blue pen on the test. Like I remember weird details, like blue ink. But I remember you got a bad grade and mom and dad were like, come on. Like that's what. Oh my God, I remember this. And they're like, we thought you were, this was going to be easier going to like from this private school to this Catholic school. Like what's going on? And then I just remember being like, I felt terrible that I was getting good grades because I wanted us both to win. I don't like, I've never asked you, what did that feel like? Can't you even remember? I'll tell you this. It was just too much all at once in grade school. High school got easier because on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, you have certain classes. On Monday, Thursday, you have classes, whatever. In elementary school, you have from 8 a.m. or in middle school, 8 a.m. to 2, 3 p.m. You have hours and hours and hours of classes. It was just too much in my brain at once. Like, yeah, if I had maybe two classes or three classes, I would have applied myself really hard in those. But it was just too much information being thrown at me. Like, by the end of the day, I couldn't remember what I was learning at 8 a.m. And then you're expected to go home and then do homework on what yeah, you learned at 8 a.m. But I'm asking you how you yeah. felt. Like, tell, get, get all of us in where your headspace was. Honestly, I feel like I blocked it out. I like, can tell. I can tell you fucking did because I, I keep asking the same question and you keep t- changing the topic. It was so awkward and I honestly, awkward. it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Maybe maybe give us a story about the time you you really felt like you had that label and that you were giving into that label and you felt embarrassed. Uh, before we switched schools in seventh grade, I think it was like that time where you had to stand in front of the class and give a report on like a book or a play. And I was giving my report and the girls that were bullying Nikki and I at the time were all sitting next to each other because you could pick where you see where you sit in that class. Like, But they stay your permanent seats. You just get to pick where you sit. And the four of them were all sitting there whispering and laughing while I was trying to like give a report. And I literally gave up in the middle of my report. And I said, this just isn't fair. And I ran out of the classroom crying. Oh, my God. I'm, like, going to cry thinking about it. Did anyone, like, what happened? Did you get in trouble for that? At first, I did. He he went outside, and he, he was about to yell. But then he realized what was happening. So he asked the girls to go outside. And they made me feel stupid. They were like, we weren't talking about her. Gaslighting you. Oh, my God. We were not. Does she really think she's that important? And then because I made that whole scene, they brought, they escalated it to the other popular girls at lunch. And then all that was like the loneliest lunch ever. Everyone was making fun of me. I remember when we were when we did transfer schools, I feel like I took on this mother role with Gabby. I don't know how old I was when I did, but I felt like I not only had to look out for myself, but I had to look out for Gabby. Not that you weren't as strong as me, because you were strong in a different way. There were times where I felt very out of control, where we'd be in like a group setting in a classroom and the teacher would randomly call on you. All the guys would start laughing at you. And I, even though that wasn't happening to me, oh my God, I, oh my God, I was so angry. But I also felt like at the time I was immature and young and I felt mad at you because I'm like, great, now everybody's going to think I'm stupid which that's not fair. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Like it, the whole thing kind of sucked. Cause it was like, you weren't ever stupid, but kids are horrible. Kids are mean. But I also was like, you're an extension of me. And I selfishly was like hoping you wouldn't fuck up publicly because I thought that would ruin 
how hard I worked to make sure I didn't look stupid. Isn't that funny how it applies to like work now as public figures? That same like thought process yeah i'm always like gabby don't fuck up publicly don't fuck up don't fuck up because then i do pay for it like anytime something happens like that like things have in the past it's weird as a twin it's like of association like you lose your independence i was just talking with one of my friends about this last night you lose your a part of independence because you're automatically associated as one is the other and the other is the other and so especially when they show different sides especially when it comes to learning and better grades and worse grades that really makes the comparison even stronger like oh you guys nikki gabby are the same but that one does better and this one doesn't i i swear teachers thought the same thing too or why couldn't they just see two individuals i just remember from my perspective i felt like the more you messed up in the classroom in front of everybody the harder i had to participate and like Oh my God. Carry the weight. Imagine that. I just felt like, okay, I got to make sure we look better now. Why did I care so much what people thought? I mean, I guess you know, kids that's the, do. that's the thing. When we were younger, I didn't really care what people thought. You really cared what people thought. I learned how to mask so hard. So hard. There was times where like I was having wild OCD. This was before I was diagnosed where I would be having the craziest intrusive thoughts during the school day and not eating or sleeping because of these intrusive thoughts. These intrusive thoughts telling me, we could do a whole episode on this, but these intrusive thoughts were telling me to do something that I didn't want to do. And I thought that was me. And I was like, I hate myself. Like I literally was like, I hate myself. And I somehow managed to still get good grades through all that. I was I was just throwing myself into schoolwork and masking and masking. So no wonder I would come home. I would just sleep. Oh my God, I was tired. Oh. I was tired. Masking that, really does make you tired. I wanted to be cool. We weren't cool at our old school. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be smart. I'm not naturally cool. I'm not naturally smart. And... To upkeep that standard that I had set for myself at this new school, I was draining myself. And I could tell that, Gabby, I think you were more authentic than I was. I wasn't the smartest when it came to books, but holy shit, am I smart in the real world. Well, that's what we started to learn over time. I think in high school, I started to realize when you started that like cheating on tests business, Hey, look at me still playing Miss Wendy White for you. We're, we're not going to talk about, but she's like. She's still, yeah. Gabby's been businessy. And I'm like, oh my God, Gabby understands you can get the same result a different way and network and make money. And I'm like, and be cool. The same result a different way. That is like the perfect way to put it. Yeah. And I always feel like I take the really hard long way. And then I we get like the same amount of views or back in the day, the same grade. And I literally like threw myself to get there and Gabby just like took it with a breeze and like I lost my sanity and she kept her sanity and it's like I started to realize in high school Gabby is like very cool Gabby's naturally cool I'm not Gabby's naturally thanks like you just know how to when I I, I for the longest time I couldn't make friends without Gabby mm-hmm. I struggled socially did you ever feel like any past partners 
triggered those stereotypes we were put into? Not in the relationships, but like after, like the aftermath, like the the ex-boyfriend's trying to manipulate you back type vibe. I've had friends tell me, I think your ex thinks you're stupid, you know, but like not in the, I've never been in a relationship romantically, at least where I, like, I felt stupid. I don't see that's crazy because I feel like I'm a perfectionist and I feel like I worked really hard to make sure I wasn't labeled dumb anymore. And I've been in a relationship where I literally was made to feel dumb all the time. And this person wasn't trying to make me feel dumb. They just had, they were like a little thesaurus and dictionary and had all these like fun facts in their head. There were times in the relationship where I would get so triggered when he was just trying to help me because I still have triggers from being, feeling dumb, even though I wasn't really labeled dumb anymore. I was at one point in my life and it still triggered me. I really don't like people telling me what to do or correcting me. And it goes back to that. Yeah. Like it hurts when someone, when you feel like you're an adult and like someone's constantly trying to be like, you did that wrong. You need to do it like this because that's sad. So the growing up with me, you felt like the smarter twin, but still relatively like not the smartest overall in the family. And then growing up, you've had romantic relationships where you have felt, similarly where you don't feel the smartest oh my god yeah i felt so dumb with him i really did i feel like my outlet whenever i felt stupid was always social or romantic relationships because i i noticed i'm very smart romantically and emotionally like i feel like i'm intelligent with my emotions and like like business and like worldly stuff but like i i definitely have always felt so stupid in school so I felt like and no matter what school I was in middle school high school college I've always made it a priority to have like like good friendships relationships you know it's crazy when you were thinking I was smart all these years on YouTube you're like Nikki gets it she's smart she's smart I was feeling dumb and you didn't know it so weird you no one's perfect I'm gonna have dumb moments and you're still going to have dumb moments. But that doesn't mean we're dumb. Like it doesn't mean you're dumb. And drop things and be klutzy. I get it. It's like you and I were definitely raised very different. And on top of it, we're like klutzes. So. I, wait, I have a random question. Did you ever feel like athletically we were also compared like that? Yeah. How so? I feel like I have a memory of the mile run. Yeah, wasn't I like the fast twin? You were the fast twin. I had better hand-eye coordination. Yeah. So like whenever we'd play volleyball, I'd be like, Gabby, don't ruin it. <laughs> I was like, oops. But Sorry. Yeah, I can't, I can't run for shit. You always impressed me during those. Mm-hmm. But during hand-eye coordination shit, when it was, whenever it was your time to bat, I'm like, Gabby, no. <laughs> Remember, I would like swing the baseball around into a circle. God, I miss St. James. Oh my God. You miss what? I miss St. James. I know. That was so funny. See, I feel like at least people thought it was funny. Like they weren't like truly funny. No, people were so nice at St. James compared to the other school we were at. Like it wasn't so serious. Everyone was just like laughing and like You were like the entertainment. It was like Legally Blonde, like Elle Woods goes to bat. Except I had dark She wasn't hair. blonde at the time, but everybody said Gabby was Everyone blonde. Everyone saw me as blonde. You're like, ah. Gabby got best laugh for class superlatives. Because yeah, mm-hmm. anytime I, I would mess up in class when the teacher would call me and I didn't know the answer, I'd go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think you started rocking the stereotype a little bit. I unintentionally, that was just like my personality. I think what happened was I got unshy at this school and I was just who, like, what I'm bringing to the table is who I am. So I feel like because of this, on the flip side, you were the call dumb. I was labeled smart. I feel like I kind of have after effects of that as well because I feel like I now have standards that I hold myself to because of that that I can never meet. And it made me a perfectionist and a control freak. And I'm never happy or satisfied with anything I do. It's never good enough. Oh, my God. You know what I'm noticing? Hmm. Wow, you really are shaped from your past experiences. I feel like I put so much pressure on my social and romantic and relationships and friendships because I've always like doubted myself with like work and stuff and I feel like you've always like put so much weight on yourself with work but like you've always been like whatever about like the other things so it's interesting like where where you learn how to put your where you put your energy it still like plays a big toll in your adult life that's how I feel like that affected me I'm still that perfectionist control freak I hold myself to unrealistic standards and because I was able to do that and change my narrative from being labeled dumb to smart now I almost feel like I can do that with anything so I don't know where to draw the line and it's kind of scary like it happened with my eating disorder I was like I can I can change this I can be skinny and then the same thing happened with YouTube I did it. I grew with my channel. I grew Nikki and Gabby, edited everything, but it was so unhealthy, most depressed years of my life. I have the tendency to become a slave to myself for an outcome. And that all I think goes back to that. What do you think this has done to you as an adult? Do you see effects of being labeled dumb back in the day? You know... I feel like I'm different now. I feel like I use my dumb label to its advantage to make profit. Like, literally anything dumb does well now. Like, my that's how I started fancy vlogs. A lot of the titles were fucking ridiculous. Makeup soup. Made, like, 7K off of that You made, I remember video. the one thing is you made a tiny house for your hamster and it got, like, a 2 million views. And I'm like, what is she doing? Like... You could do like, <laughs> could chill out and like a, like it, sometimes if you try too hard, it don't it doesn't do well. I so I, feel I like sometimes try way too hard, and I've this year, I literally told myself or in twenty twenty two, let go of the handles, Nikki. Just let the fuck go. The universe will put you where you're supposed to go. And I feel like I saw that with you growing up. You just were like, well, I don't give a fuck. Like honestly. I feel as though I'm obviously I don't think I'm dumb and I think I've had fun like a really fun time as an adult proving to myself I ain't dumb like I have been so good like as an adult I've been so smart financially and like business wise that I'm laughing at what I used to think to think about myself so I think I am so appreciative to be an adult to be inserted in the real world and when I see school buses drive past me in the car I get this overwhelming feeling of like chills down my spine I see them like smacked against the window looking miserable and I'm like I don't miss that I don't miss that the smell of the school bus oh the sound 
with that big stick in the front. I'm like, get away, <laughs> get away from That's me. That's like, oh my God, you're so right. The like chewed up seat in front of you. The occasional kid that th- throws up in the front seat. I'm just like, I don't miss school at, at all. all. But I'm thankful and grateful for that because I truly think it shaped me to be like who I am today as an adult. Things become clearer and you start realizing the behavior behind people, hurt people, hurt people. A lot of people want to make you feel bad because they're hurting themselves. So it's easier to not take things as seriously. And, you know, self-love, self-care and like being kind to yourself. Like you all start you start learning really, really important habits that you don't know you can do when you're younger. So like, you know, just like looking in the mirror and saying like reassuring really, really nice facts about yourself to yourself. I feel like there's a beauty in being an adult and having a fully developed brain. We can actually say that now because we're 27. Um, You can recognize that you are smart. There's just such thing as strength and weakness. There's strengths and weaknesses. I think the people that made fun of you for being dumb, those people took pride in the classroom because that's probably a strength. And that is a, a strength to be proud of. But everyone has their different strengths. And I think you personally, even when I was getting good grades... I wished I could be as naturally cool as you and easily make friends like you and have fun wherever I went. You always had fun. You always made something an event. No matter what it was, <laughs> it was going to be fun if Gabby was there. And there were just so many things that even though like we had those labels, like I, there were so many things I was jealous of that you had. I, I've always was jealous of Nikki's hair. <laughs> really? But I was also really jealous of like, how you could pay attention in class or at least mask, pretend to. And you always remembered homework and studying. And because we were twins, though, like my mom would notice, oh, Nikki's studying. Why isn't Gabby? <laughs> and I used to like lie to her. I don't have a test. You would lie to mom saying, well, yeah, I, don't I don't have that test. And then she'd find out there was. <laughs> I was so bored. Hours of being bored, Monday through Friday. Oh, my gosh. But anyways... I always admired how Nikki was able to really just like focus and prioritize schoolwork. And, you know, I, I never could do that. And, you know, even as an adult, I like commend Nikki for still like putting a lot of, you know, work and logistics first and being able to focus and pay attention. I feel like when we went through our early 20s, I was really distracted by the fun, the partying, the events, the, tri- the trips. Like I was not really focused. So your ability to focus was something that I was always like envious of. Really? Yeah. Like I could focus, but only on like the things that me- entertained me. You were able to focus on things no matter what. Like sitting at a video for 12 hours. It's so interesting how the classroom is kind of like projected now onto YouTube. Yeah. Just different, different ways avenues. to get the set, same result. but Different avenues to get the same result. Yeah. Like those study guides. That's so crazy. All right. Well, this I'm glad we finally got to talk about this online because I think people saw me and Gabby constantly comparing ourselves online and both of us seemed always insecure for different reasons and felt like we had to put on a front. And I think the more we talk about where all this comes from, people are going to start understanding, oh, the girls like compete, not, it, it wasn't just YouTube and their channels. Like they've been pinned against each other growing up fighting these labels pinned on them. And I think we're really trying to come to this neutral place in the past few years where like you have your strengths and weaknesses as do I, but that doesn't mean we have to compete. That doesn't mean we have to be pinned against each other. 
So hopefully you guys understand where we're coming from a little more hearing our history. If you guys are in school and you're not getting the best grades, you're not stupid. You're not stupid. You're not, you w- could be like a CEO. You could literally adult. start your own business and be like a millionaire. You never know. Just don't give up on yourself. Do not. Well, that's it for this episode. Let us know in the comments down below if you liked this episode and give your opinions. If you if you've gone through anything similar, I love reading about your guys' stories. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys in our next episode. Make sure to check us out on Spotify. And if you're on Spotify, make sure to check out the visuals. I literally cried so much in this episode. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see you guys, you guys in, in our, our next, next episode. episode. Bye. Bye.